Good morning. Welcome to Shabbos, Samach Gimel, Shabbos, page 63. Now the Mishnah turns to men and things that men are not allowed to carry on Shabbos. And the Mishnah begins with a whole list of different weapons like swords and bows and shields uh, and spears that if you go out with them on Shabbos, it's actually considered carrying. It's a maso, it's a burden, and you're going to be liable for a chathas, a biblical pro- violation of carrying on Shabbos, according to the first opinion. But Rebbe Lazar disagrees. And Rebbe Lazar says, you know what? Actually, uh, weapons are also jewelry for a man. They're ornaments. Um, they look nice on the man. They enhance the person's uh, looks. And therefore, you wear weapons, and it's just like female jewelry. And therefore, the halacha is that it's not a violation of carrying on Shabbos. But the Chachamim say to Rebbe Lazar, no, that's not true. They're not tachshitim. They're actually genai. Weapons are actually a disgrace. It's true. Maybe sometimes we have to have weapons. They're a necessary evil. But don't turn them into jewelry. They're actually disgraceful. As we say that in the Messianic era, we are going to beat our uh, swords into plowshares. So that proves that weapons are actually not um, not beautiful. They're denied or not jewelry. And then the Mishnah ends with the idea, a little some discussions about garters uh, and leg chains and whether they're susceptible to someone you care on Shabbos. And we'll talk about them uh, when we dis- in a minute. So anyways, the Gemara goes on to talk about this debate between Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon. Rebbe Lazar and the Chachamim. Rebbe Lazar say that the weapons are jewelry. So the rabbis say, what do you mean? If they're jewelry, then why, won't, why, then why, then why wouldn't they be around even during the Messianic era? Even if there won't be any war anymore, um, but shouldn't they still be jewelry? So the answer is, Abai says that, no, even something which, even if you say that weapons turn into jewelry, that's only because they're functional, because they can be used for war. So once they can be used for war, they can also then uh, serve as jewelry. But in the Messianic era, that obviously won't make any sense because there won't be any war. But this actually uh, does not follow the position of Shmuel, because Shmuel says there's no difference between the Messianic era and our, and our time, except Shiva Malchus Bilvad, except the idea that there won't be, the Jews won't be subservient to other people, which sounds like there will be war, uh, which would seem to say then that, um, that, that there would be no reason to uh, to get rid of all your, your, your weapons. All right, so the Gemara then goes on and uh, continues by quoting a verse that this idea for, that weapons are a, are a, uh, are a tashet, our jewelry, is learned from a Pasuk that says, Chagor charbacha al yorech, gibor hodcha that this, this, this uh, sword on your thigh is actually your glory. It's actually your beauty. Um, but others and say, no, that's not actually talking about weapons. That's talking about the words of Torah. And from here, we have a whole discussion now about how Torah is basically like the Mechamtesh Torah, the war of Torah. Torah, the rabbis understand all the war metaphors, not to be talking about actual war, but, but to be talking about Torah study. And then with this, there's a series of statements about how great it is to study Torah. So one statement is that two Torah scholars who sharpen the Chadnezezah, Hashem will make them successful. The next statement is two Torah scholars who are nochem who are pleasant with each other. Hashem listens to them. A third statement is two Torah scholars who listen to each other. Hashem will listen to them as well. Another statement is two Torah scholars who madgilim who, who gather together to learn. Hakadosh Baruch Hu loves them. And then we have a statement about rabbis that if you have a rabbi who's a jerk, who's not nice, who who, uh, who takes revenge and vengeance on people, you want to hang out with the rabbi. If you have an ignoramus who's so pious, who's so nice, you don't want to hang around that person. So obviously the rabbis are saying that, that the most important value is Torah study. Then the Gemara goes on to have some statements by the same rabbis all about dogs, how bad dogs are. 
and how dogs prevent you from doing charity because maybe poor people will come to the door, but they'll hear the dog barking and they'll run away. And then it has a very sad story about a woman uh, who was pregnant and she came to someone's house and the dog started barking like crazy and she got all scared and she was pregnant. And the owner of the house came to her and said, oh, don't be scared. That dog, uh, his, his, his fangs have been removed. His, his, his teeth have been removed. He can't bite you. He's all bark. He's, he's all bark, no bite. And the woman said, it's nice that you told me that, but it's too late because I already miscarried. I already lost the child. Uh, very, very sad story. Anyways, uh, then the Gemara goes on to talk about the garters at the end of the mission and basically says that there's garter and then there's like the chain. So the, so one article of clothing was like just garters uh, which held up the stockings on each leg. But then others actually had a chain between the two. And the chain actually was susceptible to tumult. So the question is, what function does that does that serve? to make it to a cleave, to make it susceptible to tumult. So the Gemara said, you know what? It actually served a function because there was a certain family in Yerushalayim that the women, their, their young women walked and they, their steps were very long. And because of that, their hymen actually ruptured and fell out. And because of that, the elders of that family actually made this little chain to connect the garter. And that made, forced them to have smaller steps and that prevented this head thing from happening. Then the Gemara, the Gemara just says that even a smallest piece of woven um, vessel uh, would actually be susceptible to Tumma. We talked a little bit about the tzitz, the, the head plate of the Kohen Gadol, and the ordering of the name of Hashem on that. That concludes Daf Sam Gimel. See you tomorrow for Sam